This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to me on Canned Air. Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And I am Randy Hardenbrook. And returning to the show this week to talk about his new comic, which is done in a uh, like a daily newspaper or like a Sunday newspaper, like comic strip kind of fashion, which is really freaking cool. It's called The Intrusion. We welcome back Jay Caligayan to the show. Man, thank you so much for being here. We had a blast last time with you. The crowd Loud is going roar. wild. Woo! I'll, I'll, I'll put some crowd roar in here. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Jay. How have you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. I've been good. Uh, yeah, we just I just got out of a Gem City Comic Con uh, that was in Dayton. So that was uh, it was a real fun one. And it was nice to see old friends again. So uh, sure. uh, it was nice to uh, head up to Dayton for that show. And then uh, we have, let's see, Cincinnati work. We're getting a lot of stuff ready for Cincinnati, including the strip we were talking about. The Cincinnati Comic Expo is coming up, and uh, we're doing that strip called The Intrusion. Yeah, well, I'm excited to talk about it because it looks really cool. Lots to talk about because it's been a little while since you've been here. What now? Almost 100 episodes? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Is it really? Wow. He was on episode 350, and I think we're at... We're right at 450 or right under it somewhere. In that there. makes sense, yeah, because we wow. saw him at Torgs last year. It was yeah. it's going on a year ago. So yeah. Where does time go? Where does Jeez. time go? But a lot of catching up to do. But before we do that, we're going to be talking about in the Retro Roundtable uh, just some of our favorite comic strips, which is something we've done on the show before, but we haven't done it in a long time. It's been a long time. So, before uh, Randy, I think. Was it? Uh, well, if you don't remember. It was when it. we had the guy on who wrote the the book about the Dennis the Menace history and stuff. I can't remember. Oh, nice. Mm, that's right. I have that's, to go back and... That was just you and me, I believe, too. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time ago. But um, anyway, that's going to be a lot of days. fun. I've also got some uh, fun facts. <laughs> back in the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> I've also you, got some You got fun... some trivia? You got some trivia? Not trivia, just some uh, fun facts about uh, newspaper comic strips, so... We'll see how fun they actually are. I'll, I'll let you guys be the judge of that, okay? Keep <laughs> so, that laugh track nice. handy. You better be using Oz. <laughs> right? <laughs> but before we do anything, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandairPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you want to show some support, there's many ways you can do it. You can go to our website, CandairPodcast.com, where there's a merch button. You can get uh, T-shirts, mugs, stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. And our Patreon page, uh, which there's a link for on there as well where for 5 to $10 a month gets you access to a big catalog of stuff that our new patron, uh, Joshua Bellis, is just burning the hell. Hell yeah, he is, man. He's, <laughs> I'm on this one now. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Some of them, it's been a while, and I yeah. have no idea what we talked about. But I'm so um, glad he's enjoying them. Because, yeah. you know, it's funny. I said it in the last Patreon thing I just recorded, is for him to be doing that, we've recorded so many hours of Patreon material that typically just never really gets heard too right, much, right. commented on or anything. So <laughs> to have somebody commenting on, commenting on these things, it's, it's 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 a little bit of gratification. Like, okay, this work wasn't for nothing. Yep. Someone's <laughs> actually enjoying it, you know? But uh, what else have we got? We are getting ready for our Halloween episode, and we are trying to collect stories of uh, just the weird, uh, unexplainable uh, just paranormal. scary, paranormal, anything that might fit into a Halloween episode. It doesn't have to be a ghost story. It can just be something that scared the living hell out of you. Uh, we want to hear it, and we want to put you on our Halloween episode. So reach out to us, uh, either DM us or shoot us an email at info at candarepodcast.com. Uh, and also, we are currently up for best comedy in Columbus for the, uh, help me here, the Columbus, Columbus Podcast, Podcast Awards. Awards 2022. 
people. So um, if you wouldn't mind voting for us, Jack has put a spot on our website at candarepodcast.com where you can just click a button. It takes you straight to the category where you can vote for us. We would really appreciate your votes because we want that fancy trophy in here. Unfortunately, we- you'll have to select our show and submit it, but... I couldn't get that far for you. So you oh, just hit yes. click a button and it would vote. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, as soon as you hit it, though, it shows you the shows that are nominated. Just click us. Wait, wait, wait. So brass tacks, brass tacks. How, how many times can you vote? Uh, only once, because I think that... Her email address, because it has you put in your email address. So if you, you have oh, multiple gotcha. email addresses, then there you go. Yep. Better get busy, Jay. I know. I was going to say, I was like, oh, hit that button. Several Trust time. me, the thought went across my mind. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to stay up all night with some beers, some music, and just vote. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that if I could. That, that would not be. That would not be. Uh... Jack Doherty one, Jack Doherty two, Jack Doherty three, Jack Doherty three, four. That's email. Jacksmith one, uh... Jacksmith two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, please uh, go to our website, give us a vote. We'd really appreciate it. And Randy, what else we got? Go to evergreenpodcast.com. Check out all the great shows and us. That's correct. All right, let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. And here we go. I'll be back. (laughs) All right, comic strips. Who wants to kick us off? Randy, why don't you do it, COVID boy? All right, so uh, this isn't... (laughs) Your <laughs> I don't have the nickname anymore. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it gets passed around. Oh. <laughs> kind of like Jack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, my first pick uh, isn't your traditional comic strip, but uh, especially since we're talking about Halloween, you guys used to, you remember uh, Bazooka Bubblegum? Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yes. It's so weird you say that. Um, we were just back home a few weeks ago and they have like a little like old fashioned candy store and okay. they had Bazooka Joe gum in there and i wanted to buy them just for the comic but i didn't so for anybody listening to this that doesn't know what bazooka gum is first of all it was uh, a little packet of gum that came it was like a square but it had a comic strip inside with bazooka joe Mm -hmm. and it was just like a kid-friendly comic strip with usually like a little shitty advertisement for like a kazoo or some shit (laughs) but uh, (laughs) if you've ever had bazooka gum you'll remember because your jaw probably broke in the process of chewing that shit because that was the hardest hard fucking yeah. gum. Yeah. You didn't just throw Bazooka Joe in the mouth and start chewing. You threw Bazooka Joe in the mouth and, and let it, was it a simmer. <laughs> you just let it simmer in your saliva until it softens enough to you might not break a tooth. Now, can I say that also flavor-wise, it was like 10 shoes and that's it? Yes. Like, it was like, yep. where did the flavor go? Hey, it's still beet fruit stripe, all right? Oh, <laughs> The flavoring was that horrible white, White sugary, chalky powder on it. So the second you absorb that, flavor gone. (laughs) Not to go down the road of candy, but I also saw Big League Chew the other day. I didn't know they still made that shit. Yeah, that stuff, man. Talk about a mouthful. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Pumping that in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Sucking the shit out. For Bazooka Joe, wasn't there a character that one of the characters had like an iPad? Like a Bazooka Joe did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bazooka, Bazooka Joe had an eye patch. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wait. He had ball cap and a uh, eye patch. What's the origin story of that? Uh, That's a good eye patch. Somebody probably hit him in the <laughs> freaking like eye with a, a piece of gum. Like a, a Archie knockoff or a real cheap Archie knockoff. I always felt like <laughs> he bit down on his gum too hard and <laughs> shot a tooth straight up through his eye or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that is curious because I am sure. There has to be some kind of a story behind that eye patch, right? Yeah, I mean, and and the way the gum is, I mean, who knows? Has anyone ever read all of the Bazooka Joes? I mean, is that possible? <laughs> I, I don't know if they like had any like kind of continuity to <laughs> the them. Or not. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> they're all one-offs. I collected them when I was a kid. I had oh, a, yeah. a stack of Bazooka Joe comics that my parents one day saw and like. How'd this trash avoid getting thrown away? <laughs> Jeremy's collecting trash again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, hang on. Why does Bazooka Joe? He always reminded me of like the Jughead knockoff. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Well, mixed between Jughead and Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, unlike other comics, there was no origin, no explanation how he lost his eye. Since Bazooka Gum is notoriously hard as rock, some schoolyard <laughs> scientists have speculated that Bazooka Joe lost his eye when a bully threw a piece at him in his socket. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I am tragic. so glad you asked that question, oh, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's our first comic fun fact. <laughs> and yeah, wow, we're learning shit already. Yep. We're like five minutes in. This is great. <laughs> That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right, Jay, do you want to go next? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with. Uh, it's a Sunday strip. Uh, Bloom County Opus Outland, all Berkeley breathed. Uh, just odd and quirky and mm-hmm. political and. Uh, and just such, such endearing characters. I mean, I can't believe a character like uh, Bill the Cat, who looks <laughs> totally drugged out, uh, <laughs> can Which... be every Sunday. You see, like, Bill the Cat, you see Opus, the Penguin, and you're, yeah. like, you're like, what? Who? And, it, it, and it wasn't like your – it was something so different than your, like, uh, Beetle Baileys or your, you know, High and Lows, you know, that kind of thing. It's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this is some weird-ass comic strip. and. I, I just adore it. Uh, Understandably, it's a good, yeah. it's a good comic. When I was little, I just read it for the just because of the characters. I didn't really understand what was going on. When the, my first exposure to 30. them was my elementary school, which seems kind of odd. Did they ever explain why Bill the Cat was so freaked out, like tweaked out and shit? Did they say it was drugs? Did they ever explain that, or was it just his his just who he is? I wasn't sure if I don't know if this is a modern day thing or like an earlier thing, but they were kind of like. Uh, it was kind of like having an orange cat, Heathcliff, Garfield, mm. etc. It was kind of like the thing, but then they definitely made it a unique orange cat. <laughs> <laughs> that they did. And I, our elementary school, for a short time, like someone brought in like life-size statues of like build a cat and Opus that stood right next to the cafeteria doors. Oh, really? We just sit there and stare at them because they looked so freaking cool. And I'm like, what the fuck's up with that cat? You know? But um, like They dipped him in water and he just never dries off. He always yeah. had one eye that was like 10 times bigger than yeah. the other one, like bulging out of the skull. That was so, a good... Uh, <clears throat> Berkeley breathed. He did. Uh, he does them on Facebook now, and I think it was two summers ago. It was during the pandemic, and you know, for a couple of years without highlights artistically, uh, they were talking about and they were talking about Opus was talking about an, uh, an orange cat, and uh, and everyone's like waiting for Bill, and then all of a sudden it was uh, Hobbs uh, from Calvin and Hobbs, oh, wow. and so. Um, Opus and Hobbs were trying to find uh, Calvin and, you know, return Hobbs to his owner. And it was just so weird, like, because the artwork was so Bill Watterson and it was in and it was an Outland or Opus or Bloom County or whatever we call it. Mm. <laughs> so it's so good. If you get a chance, uh, look it up. It's it's just nostalgia and hu- and, and modern day humor all wrapped up. It does sound neat, though. That kind of reminds me of one of my fun facts. I should just, maybe I'll just get to it. I'll just bleed into it, unless you had more to say on it. Mm-mm. Go for it. Okay, so speaking of, because you said, you know, uh, instead of Bill walking in, it was Hobbs. So, and, like, the, the art styles were kind of meshing, right? What I read online what the, is that there actually was a strip, somewhat unofficially, where Charlie Brown actually gets to kick the football. Really? Really. And... This was, I don't think it was in the paper, but it was made at a convention by Charles Schultz with the help of John Romita and John Romita Jr. And the reason he got to kick the football is because Spider-Man has webbed up Lucy. (laughs) 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 And you can see it online. It looked really cool, but, you know, it's obviously Romita Spider-Man there. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like some someone's interpretation and it's obviously Schultz's Charlie Brown. Right. So to see those two art styles within the same uh block was pretty damn cool. Wow. Talk about a tearjerker finally seeing him kick the ball. I'll have to uh <laughs> dig that back up. I didn't save it like an idiot. I'll have to find it again online and I'll put it on Instagram with this episode. There you go. Awesome. But <clears throat> um as far as a favorite strip, I don't have much to say on, but Sherman's Lagoon was always one of oh, my yeah. favorites. I love love that strip. I don't think I saw that one very often. It wasn't too I in California actually where I did all my Sunday funnies strips. I don't ever remember seeing that one. 
Maybe that's till I came here and I didn't read them too often. Sunday funnies were always the best because they were in color. Yes. You know, yep. yeah. Monday, you know, Monday through Friday, just black and white. <laughs> <laughs> but and, anyway. and I think we're all around the same age bracket where it took up like several pages yeah. and oh, it was yeah. just, it's just glorious. It's huge. Yeah. Like, like the local paper had comics, but it was only like a, like a quarter of a page or something. And then the the Sunday paper just had its whole comic insert. That just mm-hmm. oh, oh, I'm kind of getting tingles like thinking about it. Two or four it. pages of it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't there always the uh, fucking um, like Sir Lancelot? What were those? Uh, <laughs> Prince Valiant. Prince Valiant. Yeah. Prince Valiant. Prince yeah. Valiant. Yeah. I used to cut those out because we got that Sunday paper religiously, mm-hmm. and they carried heavy continuity. So I'd cut them out, and then I'd tape them into notebooks so I could eventually sit and read them as one story. Yeah. After I got them wow. up, I started reading them. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Am I read this? <laughs> That's one I didn't like either because it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't funny. But there was a story happening, you know? It, it wasn't just like a quick one-off <laughs> chuckle. Yeah. It was a cliffhanger till the next happening. week. Yeah, no, yeah. I, like, I like some of the action-adventure ones. I don't want to jump ahead, but like Phantom... Uh, Prince oh, yeah. Valiant, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you read it regularly, you would catch what's going on, and I think I think that helps teach. I I think that comic book readers or comic strip readers they're able to, especially when there's a continuous story, we're able to jump into the plot like just head first and just mm-hmm. just catch on. We don't need to watch from the beginning of anything. We can, you know, we'd like to, but I, I think that we're we're able to, especially comic book readers, just jump in. Because that's how we were taught, you know? And that's what's one thing that's so great about the internet and like web comics. Because, you know, if, for instance, back in the day, if you were checking in on Prince Valiant, I can't imagine how you'd go back and find without calling the newspaper and like, can I request your past (laughs) (laughs) year's uh, Sunday papers? But, you know, you can go back and look at that whole saved catalog. You can go back as far as you want. It's very, very convenient. Imagine Prince Valiant having a footnote. Oh, for this to happen, go back to 30 years ago <laughs> on this date. All right. Very cool. Jack, what you got? <clears throat> Mine was BC. One of my Oh, I my forgot favorites. about BC. Yeah. And it. Like the two Neon, uh, like cavemen, Neanderthal yep. guys. Yeah, yeah. They always came in or like a snake and a turtle or something like that. Yeah. Okay. But those ones, just because usually at the punchline, the one of the characters would break the fourth wall and just give that disgruntled stare. <laughs> and something about that always cracked me up. Like even in movies, any movie that someone breaks the fourth wall and just looks at the camera, you must have loved always... The Office. Then <laughs> I, I, I was actually thinking about that on the way here. I was like, no wonder I like The Office so much. Yeah. And they they did that, and then any other show that they do that kind of thing, it just cracks the hell out of me. I get it. Office is too fucking like dry as a cracker for me. You know, it's <laughs> really fucking dry. But I know what you mean because it it catches me out too. Mm-hmm. That stare, not just so, happen to glance over at the camera, just like Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> how'd I end up here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good, Brandy. What you got? So I, I doubt I'm the only one that's ever experienced this, but anytime I went to the doctor's office or a dentist, he or touched your wiener. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Did you spit shit on the floor? Almost. No, I didn't. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> no, going to any of the physicians, stuff like that, you know, they have like the little stack of books and shit to read away yeah, the doctors. Highlights. Highlights. And within highlights, highlights, there were two comic strips that I always remember reading or looking at when I saw that, you know, the find the picture thing was already all done. But it was Goofus and Galliant and then uh, the Timber Toes. And Goofus and Galliant, I think, was the one where it was like two boys and one was like, Goofus stuck his finger in the outlet. Gallant plugged in the lighter. It would just be like this little like <laughs> dumbass versus not dumbass. Um, like not being very smooth at all and trying to teach you like, <laughs> don't be a doofus, be a gallant. Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> and then the timber toes were the ones that looked like um, like Pinocchios almost, but it was like a full family, like a mom, uh, a dad, a brother, sister, and like the dogs and cats and shit. But it was just. I don't know. It was just, I remember seeing them a lot. So kind of stuck with me. I don't remember those. It made me, though, think of uh, the Nintendo Power comic. Oh, uh, yeah. The Nestor. Nestor. Yep. Correct. I'd always oh, just kind of be like, there was like Star Fox 64 would be coming out. Like, he'd, there'd be a quick comic of him and Star mm-hmm. Fox or something. Those were always fun. I enjoyed those. Um, 
I don't think I read any comics and highlights. I always went to the what's missing in this picture, like the. Well, yeah, but at the that's exactly office. what I did. <laughs> yeah, no, same here. But that's anytime... what the highlight magazine was. That page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but then you go or maybe connect the dots to figure out what the picture is. But the riddle at a doctor's office, that shit was already done. So what do you got to oh, do? Oh yeah, not mine. Because well, sometimes people pencils. would like circle that shit. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Ruin it for the rest of it, people. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get my yeah. wiener touched and have to read comments. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice callback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many root canals can you have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you can just stick it in here, doctor. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where else you're going to put it. <laughs> okay, this is getting dark quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Back to you, Jay. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, you can't oh, beat yeah. it. I mean, uh, honestly, I know that's a popular choice, but uh, I'm, I've been working with the, the Billy Ireland uh, Library and Museum at OSU campus, and oh, they nice. have they have a bunch of Calvin and Hobbes, the original artwork, uh, Bill Waterston's original artwork. So you see the line work, you see like just the nuances of his artwork. His his style was so dynamic in this storytelling, and the scenery was so lush. I mean, they really kind of a, a callback to Little Nino, where it's like really fills the page of mm-hmm. the Sunday Funnies, and and just uses it to its strength. And I mean, the philosophy behind it, the playfulness, uh, and, and just the imaginary friend aspect, and just and how uh, even. Calvin and his parents were just like the worst relationship. He would like, like be, he'd be a kid. He'd be a real kid. So it was, it was such, uh, it was great growing up with Calvin and Hobbes. There was, yeah, it was like a, it was like a very much modernized, seemingly kind of a Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh relationship with the two of them. You know, it was yeah. very, it was charming, you know, hmm. I'm going to have to go back and read some of those because it's been a long time since I've read Calvin and Hobbes. And I didn't. Uh, the the place you referred to that has those drawings. That's downtown Columbus here. It's by the uh, the uh, art college, right? No, no. It's OSU's campus. It's the uh, Billy Ireland, and uh, they do exhibits right now. They have um, they have some great exhibits featuring cartoon strips. Uh, Barbara Brandingcroft has a great strip uh, exhibit there going on right now. And uh, yeah, they also just have an archive of just different comic books that you can uh, request to see. You can also see their archive online. I mean, it's a, it's a great it's a great institution. It's a it's invaluable uh, that for comic book artists and just other creators. Sure, I'm gonna have to check that out because I've heard of that before, but it totally we should all go there sometime. Yeah, we should. That would be fun. All right, uh, <clears throat> that was uh, Jay's pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's on to me. Um, let's see here. Okay, so the Spider-Man comic strip apparently is the only place where Peter and Mary Jane are still married. Oh, really? Is what I've read. Yeah. And it makes sense because they were throwing examples out like the One More Day Spider-Man arc, which totally obliterated their marriage. It erased it. Mephisto erased everything and took them back to square one. And I think their paths went differently the second time around. I don't remember, but... Uh, you know, there's so many different Spider-Man comics happening. I can't imagine that there's in all of them they're not together. But I don't know. It must be true. Why would it, the internet doesn't lie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah never, absolutely. Never, I've never. never seen it. I was listening to uh, Tell Him Steve Dave not long ago, and they were talking about comic strips. And uh, Brian Quinn Q was talking about this comic strip in particular, and he said, um, "I love Spider-Man. Love reading Spider-Man." But he goes, that, the the newspaper Spider-Man strip, he goes, I just kept reading and then couldn't figure out why. Because he goes, all it was was them talking about their relationship and fighting. And he goes, why the fuck am I reading this? Like, when are you going to web somebody up or something? It's going to be a soap opera comic strip. Right, right. So, who knows? I don't know. But that's a, another fun little fact. And that's it still, wasn't really fun. It's still in the, the Sunday it, we never had it in our Sunday papers. I have never seen it uh, anywhere except for in what's the uh, you know when we go to a comic book store and they give out the free um, like little newspaper with all the upcoming titles out. Yeah, that always oh, has like a, a not newsarama, a comic book 
Oh shoot, I forget what, what oh, it's, it's called. If I looked around, I'd probably have one handy, but I it's it's something like that. It has like all the yeah, yeah, upcoming yeah, yeah. releases and stuff and how to reserve them. And so and yeah, for a long time they were doing uh the comic strip. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Hmm. It, it, I, and I think a lot of those were um uh like reissues of old ones i don't think they were current i think they were like old reissues of like wooden stanley may have even been doing it. i could be wrong but um other than that i've never seen them anywhere have you jay have you seen them in the newspaper or? i saw them in the paper and i admit as a kid it was i was not as interested in the soap opera i wanted the action right. yeah. i grew up in a time where it was like there's spider-man but, but he wasn't doing anything uh and so like the only and I was a kid that was like, I would watch the electric company just to see Spider-Man swing in the opening titles. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's right. it. I was like, that's all the action I get. I was like, oh, this is before, even before Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I was like, oh, that's it? That's all I get to see? <laughs> it's like the Muppet Babies like, in the opening credits when you see the the TIE fighter flying and that was only oh, in yeah. one episode that was it. <laughs> But it was and enough. Like, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> can we say that... Uh, it's tough because you don't see these Peter Pan characters grow up or be happily married or even married yeah. for long amounts of time. Mm -hmm. And I think one, what is it called? One more day. I, I remember that arc. Yeah. And yeah, the buildup was pretty intense too, uh, leading up to it. Cause it was right after civil war, right after Peter had abandoned Tony Stark and all that. And, you know, the fallouts of him revealing his identity were just steamrolling over his family. Uh, and then that last episode, that last, I always say episode, that last issue was just like a kick in the balls. Because <laughs> it was just like, oh, well, we're just going to erase it. And it, it, it never happened. Back to square Psych. one. Back, Peter's back in, in high school. Just and, kidding. Oh, I, I, I can't even, off. honestly, I can't even think of very many comic book, like, and I say ongoing. You know, ongoing meaning like Batman has a hundred thousand issues of whatever different right. comics. I mean, it's just like I don't know very many happily or even just married characters besides like a a Reed and Sue Storm or a Richards. You know, besides them, I, I can't think of very right, many. Yeah. And I'm sorry, one more thing, Randy. I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, there was another. This might shoot down this fact. Now that I think about it, there was a side. Mm comic like a short-lived series it was called renew your vows and it was all about peter and mary jane uh you know married as an older couple with a kid and it was all about their kid discovering her powers like as a spider person so was that, was that like may parker or something like that or yes something? yes that's yeah. what it was yeah. you read that was it wasn't it good it was like an alternate yeah and actually it was done really well sometimes mm -hmm. those alternate or future comic books because they don't have to worry about all the continuity they just they get the they get their own little slice right. can really just expand and just do really well as a story exactly and it's probably why that doesn't count toward this fact because it's like a side splinter like a what if kind of a thing ish yeah. but who knows all right uh jack mine's an easy one and it was always at the top of the the sunday funnies page which was garfield Mm. Ah. I'm so glad you said Garfield because I have a fun fact about Garfield. Oh, but, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many times that I went to the library in school and actually got the the big books and oh, sat yeah. there and yeah, read yeah, them over I... and over. They were like they were long. They were like yeah. like that mm -hmm. long. Kind yeah, of so thing. they'd be like six panels, right, per page. But I, I think always... that was one of the first times that I think that's one of the first comic strips that really just got so popular in the book format too. I oh, think yeah. like. Uh, like before Calvin and Hobbes, before uh, uh, Bloom County, like it was Garfield that led that book, right. comic strip to book revolution. Those books are what got me I've uh, in, into comics. They were the first things I ever read. And I've said that on the show before, but uh, my great grandmother had the Garfield books and the Peanuts books just like them. And yeah. uh, she would watch my sister and I when we were real young and what do you do at an old person's house, yeah. you know? So <laughs> lay on the floor with your feet up on your stomach and read. We comics. went to the bookshelf and found all these comics and I just, yeah, bellied up on the floor and just read these things over and over. Um, Back yeah. when TV had three channels or maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was about three to four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but Garfield fun fact, and I never knew this. I never knew this. Originally when uh, Garfield 
first started, John had a roommate by the name of uh, Lyman. And he was Odie's owner. Yep. Really? I didn't what? know that. I didn't know that so either. So, Gar- yeah, Garfield belonged to John, Odie to Lyman. Well, then they just kind of uh, Judied him, you know, yeah. like <laughs> straight out of the show. They just... <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, my dad actually, growing up, I had those uh, Garfield books too. And the first one, I, they were different colors, I guess, based on like when, what series it was or whatever. But the first series of Garfield, like the original comics, he was in that, and then Garfield was drawn like really fucked up. Oh yeah, like, he, he was had, like, he was enormous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, writers start writing in saying, "What the hell happened to Lyman? Where's Lyman?" And finally, who who wrote it again? I can't remember. It always slips my mind. Jim Davis. Jim Davis. Yes. Responded and says. Stay out of John's basement with like a smiling face. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess time goes by, no one thinks about it, and in one of these comics, Garfield has to go into the basement, and in the background, Lyman is chained to the wall. No way! <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? The internet doesn't lie, Jay. <laughs> no, I saw. I, I thought s- you were gonna say, "What do you think is in those lasagnas?" I wasn't sure what you were saying. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say there was like a skeleton sitting in the back of the corner, not him actually sitting there chained up. Well, the simple fact he drew it in there offers it to its the continuity. Okay. <laughs> and we've also, I think maybe you told me this originally, is that there are people who have gone through the Garfield comics and totally removed all of Garfield's words. So it's just John talking to a cat and like how like fucking sick and sad it kind of is to, <laughs> to read it without oh Garfield's rebuttal. Look it up because I read some of them with Garfield That's removed funny. and it's like, wow, this dude needs some help. And now that you know Lyman's in the basement, it's like, he really needs some we help. need to get that cat oh, and dog geez. away from John. Like, <laughs> yeah, because... John John's romantic life is sad. Oh, he can't do nothing. He can't get laid. Every once in a while, life. there's like a girlfriend or a date, and it does not go well for John. No. There's always the veterinarian, but they, yeah, that, it never works out. Yeah, she keeps coming back though somehow. Some because she's a veterinarian, and that's where he takes the cat <laughs> and the dog. Unless she really doesn't that's come like back, it's just yeah, because there's like pet. stalking. <laughs> but it makes you wonder the perspective that we as the reader uh, are supposed to be taking from this like are we part of john's delusion or <laughs> I, I, does that make sense yeah what i'm saying uh, like, you were you wow there's new perspectives on garfield <laughs> more so on john Love it. man yeah <laughs> i know away john. from that motherfucker's house <laughs> you find yourself next to lyman in the basement <laughs> all right anything else on comics before we move on poor odie Poor Odie. Why couldn't he ever talk? He just seemed like the, uh, like the uh, what, what were the what were the names from the highlights comics? The Doofus and oh, Gallant or yeah, whatever. Go- uh, goofus and Gallant. He seemed like the Goofus of the group. Yeah. He saw some shit in the basement and knew not to open his mouth. Ooh, <laughs> it yeah. scarred him to the point of not talking ever again. Yeah. <laughs> you better not. No, I do want to say. I do want to say. So before Garfield, there was Heathcliff. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And like I did like Heathcliff as a kid, I, and and those books they weren't the long ones; they were like the novel size. I don't know how they did it, but like the, I remember like, reading like yeah. tall and long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I would read those <laughs> Heathcliffs, and I was just like, um, we were doing. Uh, uh, they announced guests for uh, Cartoon Crossroads Columbus, and uh, Peter Gallagher is coming. And I was talking to someone I work with, and they were like. They're like, oh, yeah, Heathcliff. And I was like, Heathcliff? What are you talking about? So I ended up checking out Peter Gallagher. He's kind of like the son of the original creators and that kind of thing. And he uh, he's doing all the new Heathcliffs. And if you uh, if you Google it, if you uh, uh, go to the webcomics and stuff, I, I, was, I, I was skeptical at first. But the new Heathcliff is really punk rock. I was like, what? Really? And he's kind of a punk. And I love it. I mean... The original Heathcliff was always a punk, but there's something, I don't know, retro new punk about the new Heathcliff. I, I really like it. 
Check it out. I'm just telling you, check it out. Check it out. <laughs> I've always enjoyed Heathcliff. Mm-hmm. He was always, I always kind of preferred him to Garfield. Not, I never had anything against Garfield, but you know, like Jay was saying, Heathcliff's more punk than Garfield. He is, yeah, you know? definitely. So Heathcliff's <laughs> mouth moved when he talked. Yeah, <laughs> he had that one sharp snaggle tooth. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember as a kid thinking, like, how is he eating? Because he'd always like dig through the garbage and he put fish skeletons. <laughs> Like oh, on no, the think, lid, yeah, yeah. Like, be a like lot he of... was preparing his meals. Like, well, it's picked clean, bro. Yeah, like, you can't <laughs> eat bones. But no, I guess man, cats he's, can. He's, he sucks the fish heads, man. That's how he like. He's in good shape. Oh. That's all fish oil. The <laughs> cat's gonna we're... beat up Garfield. <laughs> we are answering questions today. Why the eye patch? <laughs> Where's Lyman? What happened to Randy in the doctor's office? <laughs> well, there's no I question do there. The we know. <laughs> I do want to know that eye patch thing. Because I always thought, like, you know, you always think Nick Fury or, you know, like, characters that have been through something. And so you mm-hmm. see a little kid with an eye patch, you're like, whoa. Yeah, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> It'll just be a pink eye moment, maybe it lasted. Oh. Oh. Now we're diverting back to the gross stuff. <laughs> All right, that might be a good place to call this retro roundtable. But that was really freaking fun. That was a good idea for a topic, yeah. Jay. We're uh, going to jump to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with Jay about the intrusion. So stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back from commercial and again joined by Jay Caligayan. Jay, thanks so much again for being here, man. We're having a blast so far. Always have a blast hello, with you. Hello. Yes, yes. So thank you for being here and excited to talk about your new project, man. Uh, it looks really cool. Like we, like I said at the top of the episode, done very much in the daily sun, Sunday comic fashion. You sent us some uh, previews and they looked really freaking sweet. Uh, I don't want to jump ahead of you. Uh, go ahead and tell the listeners and ourselves about the intrusion. I had a lot of fun coming up with uh, some of the, uh, you know, the, the pitch description. So like, uh, what if Calvin and Hobbes and Shepard Fairey had an insect baby? Or like, <laughs> what if the boondocks met Banksy and they stayed all night partying and the intrusion is the hangover afterwards? So like, uh, the intrusion, when I did Mess Comics, M-E-S-S-E-D, I always had uh, Dylan, the artist, put in graffiti the intrusion on a lot of the uh, sewer tunnel walls. I've, I've had this idea since I created Mest uh, seven years ago. And so, but I, I just, uh, there was such a great story with Lilliput and Akka and MSD and all them and all the sewer workers. So I never really got a chance to expand into the, uh, the intrusion universe, but I always got to do like the graffiti tags for probably the last seven years. So all, all three seasons of Mest has that intrusion graffiti on there. So what is that? In my mind, they're basically, it's uh, a group of one foot tall, mischievous cockroaches living in the sewers. And uh, we focus on two of those, the intrusion broodmates, uh, Patton and Horace, and their search for meaning along uh, looking for uh, exquisite graffiti spots and forgotten jelly donuts. (laughs) So I wanted to do this comic book and I wanted to do it as a companion piece for Mest. And so we did, uh, and I've always, as we talked in the last segment, I, I mean, I've been reading comic strips, comic strips and, uh, uh, and, uh, the dailies were always a lot more accessible than comic books. I oh mean, yeah, absolutely. These, you know, the, the Sunday's funniest would come to your house mm-hmm. and your, and your parents would pay for that subscription. So it was all acceptable. So, you know, you're reading those strips and stuff <laughs> and, and, you know, just like you did with Prince Valiant, I would cut out different comics and keep mm-hmm. them, you know, that kind of thing. And so I've always wanted to do it in college. I ended up doing a comic strip with an artist as well. And, uh, and I wanted to, uh, just, there is, there's something about, the exquisite detail of telling a story, whether continued or not continued, in six to three panels. 
I mean, it's not an easy thing to do yeah. as a mental exercise. I mean, so uh, so we had a lot of fun with that. The artist on the project is uh, Clint Bassinger, and I worked with Clint before. He did uh, the Akka, Akka's uh, Lilliput's partner in slime, the pet rat. And we did an entire silent issue, uh, two-parter silent issue called Messenger, and it was Akka, and it, it involved uh, uh, sewer centipedes and those sewer worms and everything like oh, that. Yeah, so I remember yeah. those. <laughs> always, always looking for an excuse to work with Clint. He's such a great artist. So, um, uh, and he has a very punk rock style, if uh, if I may use that phrase again. And so uh, I wanted to do the intrusion, and I thought he would do a great job on it. So we got these one foot cockroaches. Uh, they, they're basically mutated from whether it's, you know, the dimensional riff on the 67th level of the sewers, or maybe it's antibiotics in the water, or maybe it's just like uh, COVID in the water, the sewage water. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is, they're mutated. They're one feet tall. They have food flowing like a river. So like they have nothing to do. Right. And just like, uh, just like a lot of, I don't know, rebels or punks where where you have a lot of talent, you have a lot of creativity with a bunch of people, but there's no opportunities. There's nothing to do. So it's almost the opposite of Lilliput and MSD where they keep the flow. They keep the sewers flowing. They clear the tunnels. That's their job. That's what they do. But with the intrusion, they don't have anything to do. They just <laughs> and, and they have all this raw energy and creativity. I mean, they think about teenagers and uh, they think they know everything, you know? Right, yeah. So it's kind of like uh, they're they've got this. Uh, the, uh, you ever hear of the uh, Dunning Kruger effect? So Dunning Kruger, no. that's where people think that they're smarter or more capable than they really are. Randy, oh, we're a bunch of those in here. <laughs> <Randy>. <laughs> got a room full of them over here. <laughs> so basically, with the Dunning Kruger effect, it's like you know a teenager knows just a little bit, but they think they know a lot. Right. Oh yeah, and that's the intrusion. And I'm having a blast doing it. I'm having a lot of fun with uh, Clint doing it. And it's so different uh, than Mest. And yet we get to like, uh, I think in the first couple of comic strips, uh, Lily, put, Lily put Naka make an appearance. They actually, I think you guys have heard this. So they, they, so MSD knows that they can't have one foot tall cockroaches walking around uh, topside in the surface world. <laughs> I think people would, people would talk. People would talk. It's not New Certainly. York City. <laughs> so... What they do is MSD does is they they bribe them with like uh, they call it day olds, which is basically they go to like yes. uh, a buskin or a Dunkin and get all the old donuts uh, for cheap, and then they just give it to the intrusion and bribe them to stay underground. Yeah, uh, boy, the excitement, <laughs> the excitement of when that box hit the ground, <laughs> just dug right into it. <laughs> and then uh, you know you kind of always need a, a companion. You always need that that baby Yoda. So uh, my answer to that was uh, 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 wrinkles, and wrinkles is a sewer worm, and kind of like a kind of like a pet or a, a companion to Horace and uh, and Patton as they get in their adventure. So, is that the same worm from Mess, like the the orange one with like the teeth on it? Like, is it one of those? Well, of those are the or? those are the adult versions. This is like a like this a baby, a baby, one. Okay. baby or a run, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and looking over those samples you sent us, I gotta say, for being a black and white comic, it feels like there's color in it. I don't know if you guys like notice that too, but just the way it's drawn, it's absolutely gorgeous. It is. It reminded me of Thank something you. I couldn't put my thumb on, but they. Um, I mean, you know, you're doing it as kind of like a, I mean, at least the style seems a bit of a love letter to comic strips. And it's so, oh, yeah. so I mean, it, you do that well. You pull it off well. You definitely get that vibe. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's, a, uh, I think, the third strip where they talk about, because they always talk about how cockroaches are the only thing that's going to be left after nuclear war right. or or or, you know, pandemic. Who knows? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh that's i yeah i definitely a homage to pogo that cartoon strip i definitely took that one from uh the billy ireland again i go there a lot uh they did an exhibit on pogo uh the strip by wall kelly and like i saw that one i was like oh homage 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's not stealing it's a homage <laughs> big big difference big difference so is this 
the start of seeing like a uh, like a further expanse into the world of uh, MSD? Like, is are you universe building, or is this just kind of a one-off companion to a company uh, messed, and then that's it? Like, how, how, what what are your plans with the intrusion? Is this something that's going to continue? Is it a one-off thing to just get with messed? How how does it work? Uh, I think it's going to be a continuous thing as long nice. as I have the ideas uh, and and I, I like. I don't want to say spin-offs, but I like things that make sense when you expand. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you have these cockroaches, I mean, it would have been weird to like break up the story with Lily put uh, Lily put in an action scene and all this, and there's Pat and Horace eating donuts on the side. I don't think that would have <laughs> worked as well. So I kind of have that on there. And there's a whole there's a whole economy that I'm building here where uh, the intrusion uh, trade with MSD and they think they're a nation like the alley crocs that we have or the filaments. And, you know, they, they, again, it's uh, it, it's that syndrome. It's like they think they're bigger than they are. Right. So uh, and it's just it's comic relief, but it's also an opportunity to just to like uh, just play a little and just kind of tour different aspects of the sewers that where Lily puts too busy just clearing out the tunnels. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, and Thank is you. it okay if when we put the uh, post up to put one of those things you sent us up there to absolutely, show absolutely. Yeah, Wonderful. I'd love your uh, listeners to check it out. Okay, well, uh, another place they can check it out because I know a lot of our listeners go to the Cincinnati Comic Expo and on September twenty seventh is when you're premiering this can you tell us how that's going to go? What that's going to be like? What what are you going to? So we're creating the uh, Mest Spectac. And it's going to be, it'll be, this is really cool. This is the first time we're doing this. It's a flip book. So one side is messed. Dylan's going to do a cover. And it's a uh, quick story, uh, uh, an unpublished Lily Put story, uh, an Aka story that is out of time. So it doesn't fit with what's going on in the regular continuity. And then you flip it, and it'll be a different cover. And it'll be the graffiti cover. Oh, my gosh. It's a graffiti cover that Clint's done. And it's uh, it's basically the large intrusion logo, and you can see Pat and Horace painting it as as they go. That's and cool. then uh, nice. and then it'll open up, so it'll be like uh, so you can see the different strips and everything. So yeah, wow. it'll be like a flip book. Yeah, I want to get my hands on it. We run into you so uh, you're going to be at Torgs this year, aren't you? Um, I applied. I have to double check because I might have applied late, so I'll have to double check. Okay. Well. We're, we'll see you eventually. I'm going to get one of those of books. Course. They sound freaking sweet. Um, so as far as in the meantime, you know, you have your social media, which is at Mest Comics. Uh, where else should people be directed to check this out now? They don't want to wait till uh, 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 September. So we're going to start hinting. Uh, you are our kickoff show. And we're going to start hey. hinting uh, Hell yeah. social media and, you know, just... Um, uh, you saw the incidental page uh, that I sent you. There's just like uh, uh, Clint sketches, and they're just so good. So yeah, yeah we're going to be playing around and hinting at it and everything, and just uh, honestly, just making everyone question mark, like, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and all you're going to have to listen to Canned Air podcast to find out. Freaking hey, awesome, thank you. Jay! You know how to make some podcasters feel good, man. You really do. <laughs> Well, man, it's always a pleasure to have you here. You are always you. welcome here. And uh, just please let us know when you want to come back anytime. And uh, look forward to talking to you. Because, again, this is the second time now. <laughs> we just laughed our tits mm-hmm. off the whole time. So. <laughs> it was a blast. Yeah, you got to love dental dental humor. I can't believe that's dental. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Go to candairpodcast.com where you can listen, like, subscribe, follow, check out our episodes, see some of our guests, buy some merch, become a patron, some YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at candairpod and on Instagram at hand underscore air and lots of things that uh, we need you to be doing on that website. Jack was just talking about candairpodcast.com. First and foremost... Hit that vote button. Vote for us at Best Comedy in Columbus 2022. We would really appreciate it. Uh, There's a merch tab on there where you can get t-shirts, mugs, 
all that kind of crap and then or stuff and then <laughs> there's uh, our patreon link where you can for five to ten dollars a month get access to a ton people hours and hours and hours of extra content that the normies aren't getting and once again looking for stories for a halloween episode we know you're out there people we know you have stories maybe you're just a little too afraid to come on and talk to us i mean come on we're nice guys we won't bark at you we want to hear your scary stories we want to share them with the world we won't give out your name if you don't want us to, we won't. No, it's no. that easy. I mean, if they're, what, if they're what if they're political horror stories? Because uh, election day will be like a week afterwards. Or something. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to draw the line yeah. there. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, what else am I forgetting? Uh, Evergreenpodcast.com. Yes, not that I ever forget about Evergreen. I just have to have Randy say something. Yeah, too, you got to prod me a little bit. You know, <laughs> get me off my high horse. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Jay Kolagayan. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and be excellent to each other. You should have been listening to Canned Air. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Snowjob, how'd you get your name? Um... G.I. Joe! All right. All right. Randy, how you feeling? I'm back among the living. You got, you got the Rona. You're I, so close to the other two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> feeling very safe there, like, Jay. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, he's tested negative twice. Twice now, so okay, okay, okay. Feeling confident, but if something happens, I know who to blame. Yep. So, this has been a canned air production. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately 7 minutes.